everybody and welcome to a new episode of Evie's Korean Drama Podcast Show. My name is Evie, I'm your host, and I am a K-drama obsessive. So this is the show where I waffle on about all of the K-drama that I love. If you'd like to support the show, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Evie Korean Drama Podcast. There you will find extra podcast episodes and updates on what I'm watching at the moment. Also, just before I get started, please be warned that I do swear a little bit on this show when I get excited. And when I'm talking about K-drama, I always get excited. Alright, so I thank you very, very much for listening and let's get on with the K-drama show. So today on the podcast, I wanted to discuss a Korean drama that I think is close to many, many people's hearts. Like, this drama is fucking absolutely beloved across the board, usually. Like, I haven't really seen anyone complaining about it. Uh, So I guess I better tell you what it is. It's Healer. So Healer is a K-drama that came out in... So apparently it actually started airing in 2014 and then it ran over to 2015, um, which is a really, really long time ago as I record this. This is like over five years ago. Can you even believe that? Um... Considering that, you know, I think that it's aged really well as well. Um, So Healer has 20 episodes. It is a really interesting mix. It is an action drama. Um, You know, it has kind of a conspiracy sort of... um, uh, you know, like a thriller sort of plot, I suppose, um, corruption, all that kind of stuff. And it also has a really wonderful romance in it. Um, and I think that the show does a really fucking good job of juggling all those elements. It's very light and sweet and quite like cutely funny at times and then very dark at other times, very emotional. The romance feels very weighty and heavy and real the way it develops. Um, And then plot-wise and action-wise, you know, the story can get quite dark as well in terms of this kind of corruption storyline and these, you know, young actresses who are getting taken advantage of by very rich, disgusting old men. Like, it it has some darkness in it as well, particularly in terms of the two lead characters' pasts. Um, So my sort of, I guess, uh, do I want to say relationship with this drama? Do I have a relationship with this drama? (laughs) I think most people do (laughs) who watch K-dramas. So my relationship with Hila, uh, I don't think I watched it when it aired because, look, this is going to... I know there's going to be a lot of people listening who are big Ji Chang Wook fans, like who love him. Um, I personally, he's not like my favorite. I don't not love him, but I wouldn't watch a drama because he's in it. Um, I hope no one feels upset by that because obviously we all as K-drama viewers have our own biases towards favorite actors and favorite actresses. And I feel that it would be very, very boring if we all just absolutely adored the same people. Um, and in saying that, you know, he Ji Chang Wook might not be one of the actors that I'm obsessed with that I really, really love. But I do think he's really good. I would never not watch a drama because he was in it. Um, And when I do watch him, I find him very, very likable. I think he's a really good actor. And I think he's very warm. And I think particularly in this show, Healer, 
he's perfectly cast. Like he's really, really fucking good in this. Um, but I think because, you know, I'm not particularly always drawn to him as an actor in his projects, Healer wasn't a show that I sort of ran to check out, even though I really love the actress Park Min Young. Um, and then, you know, it was hyped. It was, everyone was talking about it. Everyone was going on and on about how great it was online. And I kept reading all the comments and I think eventually I just sort of gave in and was like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. And I was discussing this recently, um, with a really nice listener who was Instagramming me, um, messaging me. And we were kind of talking about you know, dramas that are super, super hyped. And I, uh, like that lovely listener, um, kind of have like a weird thing where it almost turns me off a drama. Like the idea that if everyone thinks it's amazing, it, it's probably overhyped and not as good as people say. And I kind of hate this about myself because I think it's, you know, it's, it's a judgment, isn't it? You're prejudging something that you have no experience around um, and presuming that it's been overhyped just because other people like it. And I do this a lot with dramas um, that I avoid really big, massive ones. And there's just something that just, I just don't feel drawn to them. And I find it really hard to get started on a drama if I'm just like, you know, I'm just not keen for it. And I don't even know why, but I think Healer was one of those dramas that I was like, just freaking watch it. You know, it is really hyped, but just give it a go. And obviously as soon as I gave it a go, I was like, this is great. I really love it. And I was hooked um, as everyone else was. And this is a drama that lives up to its hype. Um, I was obsessed with it. I watched it all, you know, just gobbled it up at the time. I loved it so much. And now it's been quite a few years since that time. And, you know, as the world is a bit nuts and we're all going through our whatever's at the moment. Um, so I think I just wanted comfort food kind of a drama. I wanted to watch a drama that I knew was good. Um, and so I picked up Healer and I hadn't seen it in so long that there was a lot about it that I couldn't fully remember. Um, there was a lot of scenes that I still did remember because I think they really kind of stuck in me and I, I kind of got under my skin, I suppose. Um, and I just needed something that I knew would fulfill, I guess, um, my heart <laughs> as comfort food and just make me happy. And this drama really did. It was an interesting experience to rewatch it. I think it's definitely the kind of drama you can rewatch. So I think I, you know, I just gobbled it up again the second time through. Um, but I did notice a few things about it this time, which I'll talk about a bit later in this discussion, that it's not so much like I guess there's a bit more cheese in it than I remembered and that's not necessarily a bad thing because you know and I always say this like if some elements of the plot are cheesy or if characters that are meant to be super cool come across sometimes as a little bit cheesy like the long as the emotions in a drama are ring true, that there is truth there in the way that those relationships develop or the characters develop um, in terms of their, you know, their character journey arcs, then I can forgive a lot of other elements. Like I don't care if there's plot holes, not that this show does have plot holes. I think this, this show is great. Um, but you know, that in terms of say some of the more cheesy elements, like I really don't think they matter at all. And in a lot of ways for me anyway, um, I feel like they kind of add to the charm of it, you know, and how can you do, you know, a super cool hero who's so smooth and awesome and like amazing at fighting without there being like, you know, just a tiny bit of cheese. <laughs> I'm not sure how you'd do that. So I guess to get started um, on what I want to talk about Healer today, I just want to talk about a little bit about the two main characters um, to begin with. 
So I've already told you, I guess, what I think about the actors, Park Min Yun and Ji Chung Wook. Um, I like them both. I probably like her a bit more than him, but I think he's so good in this. He's perfectly cast. And his character, um, so he plays Healer who, you know, his real name is Jung-hoo, I think, Jung-hoo. And uh, he plays, he also then pretends to be a different character, Bong-soo, who's this like idiotic reporter. Um, I think that part of the charm of watching, particularly the first half of the show, is seeing how good Ji Chang-wook is at playing like the super smooth healer who's in control of everything, who's able to do these, you know, amazing physical feats and run around and just be like truly awesome and cool. And then see him pretending to be kind of a very nervous, awkward, socially awkward, kind of slightly quirky and weird, nerdy young dude who goes and starts working in this, um, you know, reporter sort of um, media company, whatever, um, to get close to his target. Um, So, and I just, I loved it. I loved seeing you know, he's pretending to be so nerdy and awkward and he's so good at it. Like he looks very awkward all the time, the way he holds his body and his facial expressions, everything's so awkward. But then you see the true healer shining through when he's actually very in control of things. So his voice changes, the way he holds his body changes. Like it's a lot of fun to kind of see that duality, I suppose, between those two, like this character playing someone else. And I really, really liked that. Um, and I found it really charming and really, really fun. And I think I think Healer as a character is actually really good because when you first meet him, he's just, you know, he's just super smooth and super cool. So there's a level of, I guess, you know, this surface level awesome dude. And then when he starts getting hooked on this young woman and just immediately he does and little by little, the layers get peeled back on him as you see him. I guess gravitating towards her and you start to understand the reasons that he likes her and he is so lonely like he's so damaged and so lonely but he's not one of these sort of lonely damaged heroes that you can read this in his face all the time that he carries it with him like he's so good at being cool and smooth and awesome and it's like he's really really buried the hurt side of him down deep. And I thought it worked really well because it takes a few episodes for you to kind of realize how fucked up Healer is. Like he is not a well-adjusted, happy young man. He has been abandoned and hurt so many times in his life. And it's really sad because you really, really, really like him. And I think I really like this connection that sort of begins between him as, you know, the male lead and the female lead who's played by Park Min Young and her character is Che Yongshin. Uh, Yongshin, I think, is a fantastic character because, you know, this is one of those, I guess, dramas where he is larger than life. Like he has these mad action scenes. He's so cool that I feel like she could have easily been, you know, a female lead in distress, a female lead that needs to be saved. Someone just without, a, you know, maybe like enough weight to kind of hold her own against him when he's such a larger than life, cool character. But Young Shin really does. Um, I love this performance by Park Min Young. I, I think she's so good. Like, 
Park Min Young is one of the most beautiful women ever. And yet I really love her in this because I feel like she doesn't care about that when she does this drama. She, you know, her hair's kind of crazy, but she still looks completely beautiful. But just the way that she acts and some of her facial expressions, it's like she just sinks into this character and she doesn't care if she looks beautiful or not um but she does still look beautiful she's adorable um i'm thinking of this one scene that i just adored and it's when um you know heel is pretending to be this kind of socially awkward uh, employee working with yongshin um and his his name is bong su and yongshin just likes him you know like she treats him like he's her little what is it hubei uh yeah hubei i think so like you know her underling and she's very condescending to him but you can tell she quite adores him at the same time and she really tries to take him under her wing but she's ridiculous um so i really enjoy all their interactions but there's this great scene where bong su is waiting at the elevator to go to work and she sneaks up behind him because she wants to give him a fright and of course it's healer so he's completely seen that she's coming and he has to pretend to be surprised and you know she comes up behind him and goes and like tries to scare him and this expression on her face the smile that she does is so goofy and so fantastic I just loved it so much and I think um Park Min Young really just does such a good job of really embodying the goofy weird parts of Young Shin's character because Young Shin is many things like she is very competent and she's very smart and she's very good at her job at the same time as being very odd, very quirky, um, sometimes blunt and sometimes not very feeling about the people around her. Um, so she's a really interesting mix of different character traits, which I really, really, really liked. Okay, so I also just want to tell you a bit about how I feel about this drama overall before I just get into some nitty gritty stuff in terms of the setup and then some stuff that I loved about it. Um, so this is the stuff that I didn't really notice the first time I watched it. And I'm not going to say that they're negative things because I don't really think they are. And I think that they add to kind of to the charm of it all, but also <laughs> they were, they were, okay, so the music for me was a really interesting thing in this drama. The music is like, there's this, it's not bad. It's actually like, it's cool music. There's this theme, which is, you know, the main healer theme, uh, which is an instrumental theme. And it sounds to me like the kind of, it's a bit soft and a bit tinkly. Um, and it kind of reminds me of this sort of in inspirational theme that you might put in a drama over, say, a... Um, Oh man, what do you call them? So like, uh, when they show a whole bunch of scenes to show, say someone studying really hard and getting better and doing better in life. So there's this sort of like inspirational kind of feeling to it, but at the same time, this theme is quite soft and I found it really interesting that, um, montage, that's the word I was looking for. It sounds like the kind of theme that would be played over a montage of someone, you know, like studying every day and improving or just something inspirational like that. But in this drama, it gets pulled out for a lot of fight scenes. So we have a fight scene where Healer is literally fighting a bunch of goons for his life and there is blood and there's people's lives at stake and he's doing like all these awesome like, you know, cool martial arts jumps and he's, you know, 
doing flips and it's all really like really high energy and cool. And then you have this music that is just very soft and not very high energy. And also the music sounds very safe. Um, so I don't know, like everyone would notice that when you watch a drama, like obviously the point of music as part of any kind of movie or show or film or anything is to create the right kind of atmosphere. So like if you want people to be worried that your characters might die, you don't play a nice piece of you know, like kind of soft, in, like inspirational sounding music because it immediately calms the viewer down. And I thought it was a weird choice, but also I didn't mind it <laughs> because I guess the kind of mood I was in when I wanted to watch this was I did want to be comforted. I wanted to have a really nice time and this drama really, really provides that. But I do think it's an odd choice um, of music to play over, you know, really high energy fight scenes. I think it didn't really make me feel like there was huge danger to Healer's life in those moments, I suppose. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But again, I don't really mind it. Um, it kind of just fits into the charm of the show. Um, I mentioned before about this kind of cheese to it. And I, again, this isn't a negative thing at all. And I didn't even notice it the first time I watched it. It was more this time I was kind of like, oh yeah, you know, like it is a little bit cheesy at times. Like he's so cool and he does all this stuff. And, you know, like, um, uh, Hila has his sort of right-hand woman who is, uh, her name's Jo Minja and she's an ex-detective and she's like, a, used to be a cyber detective, cyber police kind of thing. So she's this mad, amazing hacker. So it's got a lot of that kind of cheese like cool hacker stuff and you know cool action hero stuff um one particular scene I'm going to talk about which I thought was again fucking charming and hilarious and I really liked it but there's a scene where Gila bashes up a bunch of goons by doing gymnastics on a bar like when I was a kid, I used to do gymnastics and basically the, they, they have like two bars, um, one's bigger and one's slightly smaller and you swing from one to the other and you do flips. Not that I was ever good enough to do that kind of shit, but I saw some of the older girls doing it. Um, and so Healer does that while kicking people in the face. He does gymnastics on these bars like for a really long time and no one can kind of get him and get him off. And he's like kicking everybody while doing just like proper gymnastics. And I was like, that's really fucking weird, <laughs> but it's good fun. Like, um, it was a bit cheesy, <laughs> but it was really good fun. So like, I think that's like all I could really say. And they're not even really negative things because even though I'm pointing them out, like, yeah, the drama isn't always super serious. Um, I really liked it. So I don't know that it matters. And it's certainly not a negative comment or a criticism of the show, because I really do think, like I've said a million times, it adds to the charm of the whole piece. Um, so what else did I want to say? Um, other stuff. Oh, so the setup, I guess. Oh, the romance. Wow. I'm really just getting all over the place. I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's been a weird long week. I think I'm tired. 
All right, so the setup of the show. So basically, Gila is a guy who, and I really liked this about his personality. He doesn't care about people. He's been abandoned so much that he thinks the worst thing in the world is someone who might care about him. So he doesn't have connections. He doesn't want connections. And technically he does with his like, um, you know, his hacker woman, like, Obviously, she cares about him and he cares about her, but he kind of pretends that he is a totally an alone person. And he also pretends to himself that that is what he wants and that that's how his life should be. His mad dream is to buy an island in the middle of nowhere and go and live on it all by himself. Um, but it's all just because he's wounded, because he's been, and you know, the more you get flashbacks to his early childhood throughout the drama. Like the more you understand how hurt and abandoned he truly has been, like he's had a fucking tough time. But I did find it really interesting. You know, I've watched a lot of dramas where you have a very damaged hero who's had a really fucking hard time. And I like the way Healer is so, he pushes it down so deep, I suppose, that he's able to still be this really fun kind of warm hero who's really nice and really cool and not like damaged the whole time and it's more that as the show goes onwards you peel back and you start to realize the extent of how wounded he is um and I really like the way that ties in with his romance with young Shin so healers kind of get involved in this kind of plot and actually the plot in this I thought was really good I like the way he kind of gets strung into meeting young Shin and he basically gets hired by someone that he doesn't know who it is to do DNA tests or get DNA off these different women after they've kind of discovered that they were at, you know, particular orphanages or were orphaned at certain times and adopted and things like that. So he knows someone out there is searching for some young woman. Um, and he kind of circles around Young Shin, um, who is, you know, this plucky reporter played by Park Min Young. And he, you know, steals like one of her fingernails, which is kind of gross, um, and really gives her a horrible fright. Um, but then he kind of gets hired to look after her as well. But by this point, he's just interested, I suppose. And he overhears this thing where um, Young Shin is like a celebrity reporter. She's just trying to harass some poor actress in this building, like just refusing to let her be <laughs> horrible. <laughs> and Young Shin ends up on a rooftop talking to this young woman who's about to jump off. And to kind of stop this young woman from jumping off, this really, you know, happy, kind of out there, overconfident Young Shin reveals this truth about herself that as a child she was abandoned she was found by a dumpster when she was five she was in and out of foster homes until she was eight and she was so badly physically abused and bashed up that she wanted to die and Hila hears all this and I think it's this moment where it's just a connection isn't it is what I think like that childhood is so similar to his own. Like the amount of hurt that she's experienced is similar to the amount that he's experienced. And I think he can recognize in her just some sort of kindred something that they've both been through something like this. And so he starts gravitating towards her. He starts being interested in her. He starts wanting to help her and save her when he realizes she's in danger. And I love all that setup. I think it's so wonderful. I love that he's sort of 
pretending that's not why he's doing it. But at the same time, he's recognizing pretty quickly that he has he's developing feelings for her. Um, and then when he turns up as Bong Su, um, you know, pretending to be this idiotic reporter and having to work with Young Shin every day, like I think that's some of my favorite stuff in the drama. I just really, really loved seeing him pretending to be silly when you know that he's so clever and so in control of everything and sort of you know, I guess manipulating situations so that, say, Young Shin thinks that she's in control and saving everything, but really behind the scenes, he's, you know, keeping her safe and looking after her. Like, it's really good fun. And then I think, um, I'm not going to go like fully into the whole plot. It's actually like, it's really complicated. It goes back into the past with these five friends who had like a pirate radio station. And frankly, I think most listeners probably already watched it. And I think if you haven't already watched it, you should just go and watch it. So I'm not really going to go into this like mad complicated plot. And I'm just more going to talk about, I guess, the things that I liked. And one of the things that I really, really liked is the romance, um, there is so much to like about this show in terms of the characters and there's a lot of like I guess the side characters but they get a lot of screen time that it's almost an ensemble cast in this show. Um, there's so much to like but at the same time the romance for me is it's pretty extraordinary I think how good it is considering this is almost an ensemble cast that it is like this big action extravaganza like the romance is really really layered and well done, um, I think. And I think it's interesting because obviously, you know, Hila is watching Young Shin from afar and he's already having these feelings for her. And then when he becomes Bong Su and gets really close to her more and more, like he's just falling in love with her very, very quickly. And Young Shin herself, she has two crushes in her life. One is on this, um, you know, older gent who's a little bit sexy, um, who's this, you know, mad famous reporter. And obviously she doesn't know, but they are connected, blah, blah, blah. Um, and her other major crush is on this secret night messenger healer who she starts having run-ins with. Never, of course, connecting him to Bong Su, who's like bumbling around beside her and running away at the sign of trouble every single time. Um, and I thought it was interesting that she sort of, you know, we find out later in the drama that she doesn't really have friends. She doesn't really talk to anyone. And yet we realize that she's been talking all the time to Bong Su. She opens up, she tells him everything. And it's a really interesting thing that she's sort of developing this relationship with him as a friend at the same time as having, having a crush on this healer who, you know, she doesn't realize is the same person. And I remember the first time I watched this, I got a little bit worried. I was like, it would be cool if she did fall in love with Bong Su because then, you know, you'd know that she wasn't just falling for Healer because he's cool and he's mysterious and he's an action hero. But then when I rewatched it this time, I was like, but if she fell for Bong Su, like Bong Su isn't Healer's personality. That's not Jung Hu. That's not who he really is. Like that's him pretending to be bumbly and silly and weird. And that's not how he actually is in real life. So I actually think they handled it really well with Young Shin being very confused, having moments with Bong Su, but having moments with Healer as well and not being able to truly like kind of understand what's going on. Um, I, I thought was done really well because you do feel like she's falling in love with him so that by the time 
she realizes and makes the connection and they sort of get their act together and she really goes out on a limb and goes to his house and looks after him when he is falling apart. You do feel like she knows him enough to have fallen in love with him. And I thought that was really good because I think that's one of the problems sometimes with those like hidden identity kind of romances is that the person who's in love with the cool night messenger or action hero or whatever, like they've barely spent any time together. So yeah, it's charged and it's sexy and the kisses are great, but they don't really know, like know each other. And I think they kind of sidestepped that in this show because of her friendship with Bong Su. And I don't know the, the romance on her side did feel like she cares about him and genuinely knows enough about him to care about him. So I thought that was handled really well and I liked it a lot. Okay, so just before I finish up this weird discussion on Healer, I feel like I did a really bad job of actually coherently talking about the show this week. Sorry, everybody. Um, I really loved it. I think that's probably the main gist of what I'm trying to say. Um, I just wanted to talk about some stuff that I loved about the show before I finish up. Um, so one thing that I really like is the plot. I think it's really interesting. I like, um, you know, the second time I watched it, obviously I had more of an idea what was going on, but the first time it was really fun. It was really hard to connect the dots and understand the connections between people. And it was really interesting. Um, I like the whole kind of reporters going against corruption in terms of politicians. I thought that was a really interesting, like there's a lot, I suppose, in terms of the plot going on in this show. There's all the links to, um, you know, Ji Tung Wook's character and Park Min Young's character, like when they were kids and who their parents are and this whole big backstory. But it's really linked into all this political corruption and this big boss who's, you know, just kind of pulling all the strings in terms of the political landscape in Korea, which I, I really liked and um obviously all that comes down to this young woman who was about to kill herself at the start of the drama who young shin saves by telling you know this young woman her own story and this young woman um i really liked her as a character i thought she was really good it turns out she's you know like a b-list actress who has been sexually abused and just taken advantage of and sort of forced to you know, do stuff with these horrible old men and like one of them's the mayor candidate for Seoul. So I really liked that, you know, the idea of a little newspaper going up against a media that is completely controlled by these rich, powerful people and starting to chip away and get get back and get even about these stories. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, And I also found it interesting to learn a little bit about, you know, the whole thing with the show is that back in the early 80s, there was this, um, all the parents of a lot of the main characters or whatever, um, uh, they were running this pirate radio show where they were telling the truth on air. But if they got captured, which one of them does, he goes to prison for 10 years. And it's a very interesting thing that in very, very recent history in Korea, um, they weren't really a democracy. You know, they were very, very frighteningly controlled by the government and their media was massively controlled to the point where I was reading a book, um, you know, there's this this terrible massacre of like student protesters that happened. Um, and within Korea, the, the media clamped down on it so much that Koreans couldn't really find out what exactly had even happened. Like, 
it was a very scary time and it really wasn't that long ago. And I think if you are a, a K-drama fan who loves all these modern contemporary dramas, you know, um, it's interesting, I suppose, to see how much um, that kind of political landscape of Korea has changed and these freedoms of speech have changed over such a short amount of time. So I did find that element of the plot really, really interesting. Um, like I said before, I think the romance in this is so good. I love it. And I think it, I don't want to say it holds the show up because there's so many cool things going on in this show. Um, but it is an element of the show that, you know, I really, really loved. Um, and I, I think particularly, I love that it's able to be given such a good weight in the show, considering how much is going on in terms of the plot and all these action scenes. And yet the romance is given a lot of time and space to breathe and develop and really be quite moving and emotional. It's very good. Um, so there was a couple of scenes that I really, really loved in this drama, like loads, actually, <laughs> so many. Um, but I'm going to mention in terms of Ji Tung Wook and his performance, there's this whole thing in, in the drama before he really goes off the rails and Young Shin has to go and kind of pull him back from the brink because he's so just falling apart in his house. Um, he His master, you know, this guy who was part of the original friend group from the early 80s and has sort of trained him up like you know he gets out of juvie when he's really young and he's just abandoned by everyone and this guy who he calls master turns up takes care of him sort of and teaches him martial arts and kind of gives him this job as healer and this guy then you know he has such a complicated relationship with this this master um healer does and yet this master dies trying to make sure that Healer doesn't have to go into a police station and get arrested. Like, and Healer is so devastated by it. And I thought Ji Chang Wook's performance and acting throughout that sequence when he realizes that his master is dead and it's like he's just can't even, you know, he's practically on the floor hyperventilating near this car. And then later on he's so angry and then he's crying and it's so moving and really really impactful like I felt so sad for him during I thought it was done so well you know when he goes to view the body and everything um so I think Ji Tang Wook is a great actor like he's so good and I think he handled like the emotional stuff in this drama really 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 well um very very believable and very sad and very moving um another scene that I really really liked is when um when Healer is still pretending to be Bongsu, but the lines between Bongsu and Healer are starting to kind of shift a little bit in in the way that he's interacting with Young Shin. In that sometimes he's pretending to be Bongsu, but he'll talk to her, like he'll um talk to her in Ban Mal, so like he talked to talk not down to her, but like, you know, in an intimate way, um, without adding all the honorifics on. And for a while she won't notice, and then she'll pull him up on it and he'll be like, Oh no, I wasn't doing that. So it's like he's really slipping in and out of just being himself and then pretending to be Bongsu. So I think for her, it's a little bit confusing, but she's so sure that it's not Bongsu that she likes. It's Healer that she can't really kind of condone anything, although things are starting to get weird, I suppose. But there's this lovely scene. Um, I really love it. You know, they they go off and they manage to do their big cool um, taking down publicly of this mayor candidate and they both get dressed up and she looks 
fucking amazing in this red dress. She looks incredible. And then afterwards they're going for a drink and he brings her up to, you know, this rooftop place, um, which again, I really like how it's, it is romantic because it's nice. They're on a rooftop by themselves and there's a fire, but at the same time, it's not like overly, overly done. There isn't fairy lights and everywhere. There's all these like old boxes behind her and stuff. And I like, it just felt a little bit more realistic and functional um, that he would have a place like that. And he hasn't kind of gone and done all, you know, done it up first. So I kind of liked that. And there's this really beautiful scene where as Bong Su, he confesses to her, but he confesses to her in the way that he would if he was being himself. You know, he doesn't kind of act nervous and he's so confident and cool. And he just says to her, like, if you want, I can live as Bong Su for as long as I can. If I'm really careful, it could be a really long time and I'll be here and I'll, I'll be with you. And obviously she doesn't know what he means, but he's just putting his heart out there for her. He's saying he'll live as this reporter if, you know, he'll give everything up and just be Bongsu if she would accept Bongsu. And obviously she's, you know, thinks she's in love with Healer and she's like, well, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he kind of, he confesses and she looks at him and she's like, are you saying that you like me? And he does this thing where he just kind of nods slowly and smiles and he's like, mm-hmm. And it's so confident and cool. And then she's like, really? And he just does the exact same, mm-hmm. I love it so much. And I don't even know why, but I just think there's something so cool and confident about that moment that's so at odds with his character, you know, the pretend character of Bong Su, that I, I think I love thinking about how confusing that would be for Young Shin to, I imagine it would make her heart race a little bit and it would be confusing to be confessed to in that way. And although she turns him down and acts real like it doesn't matter and she doesn't feel anything, from that moment on when she interacts with um, Bong Su through work kind of situations, things have just shifted. Like they start having moments and if he ignores her, she goes crazy. Like she can't have him not kind of being near her. So it's like um, even though she doesn't kind of realize it, he has got beneath her skin majorly. So I really, really loved that scene. Um, there's so many other scenes I loved. Like, obviously, all the kiss scenes in this drama are really great. Um, they're actually romantic and epic. I really love um, the kiss scene where Young Shin goes, you know, finally finds out where Healer's house is and sort of breaks in, I guess, and takes care of him when he's sick. And that, that kiss scene is so moving. But I have to say there's something about the kind of the one on the rooftop um, with her hat over her face. Um, and the first meeting that they have on the rooftop as well, where they, they don't kiss, but she sort of reaches out after talking to him for ages and realizes that he's standing way closer than what she thought. And her hand is like against his chest and he lifts up his own hand and holds hers. And they just stand like that so close. And it's, like the tension in that scene is so well done that you can completely understand why Young Shin is just head over heels for him, even though she barely knows anything about him. But there's something so mysterious and interesting about him, but also something I think that adds that romance, I guess, something more true. And that's, I think, Young Shin recognizes the loneliness in him and the hurt in him in a way that I think other people can never do with Healer. They just think he's this cool guy who's running around being cool and awesome. And she realizes that to do what he does, he must be lonely. And 
in a lot of ways, there must be something wrong. Like, you know, happy, healthy people don't need to be night messengers and not have any friends and not see anybody ever. Um, and when she expresses those feelings about Hila to Bong Su, like, it's so moving for him to hear that she understands him and understands the deep, dark, lonely parts of him that he doesn't express ever. And of course, Young Shin understands those things because although her life is better now and she's happy now and she has this strong family unit around her, she's been exactly there when she was a child and she's been so hurt. So she really, I think, they recognize something dark in each other in the things that they've been through. And I think that's what gives the romance a credibility, um, even though she she's so confused and doesn't really know who he is. Like, I think it works really, really well. I was talking about the kiss scenes and I got a bit distracted there. The kiss scene on the roof, I think, is one of my favorites. I think it's so good. Um, and then the kiss scenes, you know, all, all of it's great. It's really good. Um, it's nice when the kiss scenes are romantic and people move their mouths <laughs> and, uh, you know, are done well. One thing I have to say is everyone in this drama wears way too many white fuzzy turtlenecks and I don't know what it is about fuzzy turtlenecks, but I freaking hate them. And when you've got two people kissing and they're both wearing like white fuzzy turtlenecks, I find it really confusing. And it's just like one big fuzzy turtleneck blob. And so that I didn't love, but I can forgive it because I understand that that is a weird thing that I have going on. <laughs> That's not the drama's fault. That's my fault. Um, so another thing I really liked is... Um, the older reporter guy, Kim Munho. So he's not actually older. He's he's not, but he's older compared to like I guess the two young leads. Um, he he look. He's a little bit sexy. <laughs> he has great eyes, and he's a really interesting character. I actually really liked him, and I think you know normally in dramas when there's another character that has as much screen time as he does and takes me away from the the leads and their romance and their interactions, I'd be like, fuck this guy, get him off my screen. But in this He's a good character. He's interesting. I liked him. I wanted to know what was going on. So that was cool. And um, the last thing, and this is something I think I've been talking about the whole way, is I like the emotion in this show. Um, I like that it is a fun, exciting, thrilling show with all this kind of surface action. But then I like that it dips really deep in terms of feelings and emotion. Um, I think it does really well. Um it can be very, very moving and I think it gives the characters a lot of emotional depth and makes you really, really care for them. So I think that's all I'm going to say in this discussion about Hela. Um, I really do think it was probably a terrible discussion and probably made a lot less sense um, because I couldn't really explain the plot because it's so complicated. <laughs> I swear I do know what the plot is. <laughs> it's just hard to put it into words. Um, but I hope you enjoyed listening anyway to my thoughts. Um, I think it's a really, really cool show. And I think if you haven't watched it, um, I think it's definitely worth your time. I think it's aged quite well as well, considering that it's just, you know, over five years old now as I record this, it still looks really good. You know, it doesn't have that kind of creaky, older kind of thing to it that some of the older dramas do. Um, but I guess that's probably they had a bit of money for this show. So it's a bit slick. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, definitely suggest that you give Healer a go if you haven't seen it. And I think that's it from me on Healer.
So now it is time for my random thing of the week and I'm keeping this super short and sweet and I have a really tiny poem to read out to you guys. Um, I think it's really beautiful. It's called Wildflower by the poet Na Teju. Um, so I'm going to read it now. Wildflower. You have to look closely to see that it is pretty. You have to look for a long time to see that it is lovely. And that is it. It is short and sweet and beautiful and thoughtful. And I really, really like it. So um, I've just found the same poem, but translated in a different way. So I'm going to read that too, because why not? <laughs> so this is also Wildflower by Na Teju. Wildflower. You have to look closely to see its loveliness. You have to look for a long time to realize that it's lovable. You too are also like that. Interesting. I mean, I guess that's translation, isn't it? It's always going to be translated in different ways. Um, I think both versions in English are quite beautiful. So now it's time for my something I'm loving this week section and I'm talking about books again as I do very often um, but you know I love them and quite often the thing I am kind of obsessed with during the week is a book. Um, obviously I'm always obsessed with K-dramas too but I don't like to talk about them too much as I'm watching them because then I feel like I'll you know ruin everything I have to say when I talk about them properly in the future on the podcast. So today I wanted to talk about a book series by an author called Jodie McCallum. And the book series is called Valentine. So the first book in the series is Valentine. Um, I have mentioned it on the podcast ages ago, but I'm just talking about it again because currently I'm reading book two in the series, which is called Ironheart. Um, so Ironheart by Jodie McAllister is so much fun. I love it. So it's a young adult fiction novel and it's basically, you know, it's like... <laughs> I don't know if anyone who's listening, if you read YA, you might have, might be well aware of Holly Black as an author. She writes, you know, I guess stuff that's really steeped in old fairies stories, like fairy tales, but not fairy tales as we know them, but like fairy lore, I suppose. Um, and that's when you think of fairies now, I think in modern society, you think cute little, pretty little fairies that fly around. Um, but in a lot of the really old stories, like the ancient Irish stories and English stories, um, fairies are very frightening. Um, they're very, very, very scary. And they're not just people, they can be things like Kelpies and Selkies and weird sort of otherworldly creatures that can morph into, say, beautiful people, but also are like horses that live beneath rivers with needle teeth that drag you under. Like fairy stuff is actually, when you look at the really old stories, it's very creepy and really interesting and fascinating. And so this author has created this three part. So it's a trilogy about this young girl who's in high school and it's this very light, fun kind of feeling book. Um, and this is what I like the most about it, I think, is that it's like a light, fun, romantic contemporary, yet mixed in with this really 
dark, dangerous, frightening, fairy kind of lore. So basically the main character's name is Pearl and she's at school and she kind of gets roped into this weird thing where there's four people born on the same day at the same time in her tiny little, you know, backwater town. And the fairies think that one of them is a changeling and she is basically suspected of it. And these fairies who come, you know, trying to search between them on who it is, is they're terrifying. Um, and I just really love this mix between, you know, light banter and, um, you know, great romance and, you know, real bantery sort of sassy kind of stuff. And then mixed with the darkness of the dangerous kind of old fairy stories. Um, they're just really, really fun to read. Also, if you need some escapism from general life. So that is the Valentine series um, of books by Jodie McAllister. And I'm currently reading book two, which is called Iron Heart. And I'm digging it. I think it's really, really good.